Dennis, we're going back to your favourite realm uh, when it comes to conversation. We're going back to something you lo- just love to talk about, particularly in a recorded medium like a podcast. Oh, here we go. Later it's me. time for some pooey fat bum crusty butthole chat. It's time for toilet talk with uh, with Riley Knight, which I know I know you just love. I love it. I've re- I received myriad complaints last time you did this on the podcast. So a myriad, myriad is literally like literally means a thousand. So did you receive four figures? Like we don't even have that many people listening. Uh, I don't want to say I received four figures because it would be a lie. Mm, I would let's, mm. let, let's scale me back down to multiple complaints. Multiple, so two. Yeah, that's right. a figure. Well, I could, that's a figure I could stand behind. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have a a ram jammed inbox once again if we mm. had such a thing because we don't. Um, but uh, yeah, no, Dennis, get ready for the complaints to be leveled once again, my friend. <laughs> so I was in I was in the United States, mm-hmm. and there are many very wonderful things about about the United States. Popeyes fried chicken for one, fantastic. I I hate Popeyes, man. I know that's probably a hot take, uh, but I've only okay, had well, it never mind. Let's no, forget it. Never mind. Toilet talk. You've you've found the uh, escape. You found the escape hatch, Dennis. We're not doing toilet talk anymore. What is your problem with Popeyes? It's the best fried chicken in the United States. So similarly related, well, no, hang on. Similarly related to the time that I um to my my topic of the second half of the show, which we'll get to in a bit in a while. There was one time when James and I were traveling quite early when we worked at Channel Fireball. We did yeah. a big trip um, across the states to a bunch of different venues that we were going to have events in. So like James and I yeah. flew from Dublin to God, I don't know. I think it was like to Santa Clara in California, and then Santa Clara to Seattle, and Seattle to Vegas, and Vegas to Richmond, and we drove from Richmond to Roanoke, and then Roanoke back. Like one of those big like two week yeah. multi coast tiring trips and yep. we got sick almost mm-hmm. immediately uh, like bad flu sick and this was before you know that meant you had to sequester yourself for two weeks and not talk to anybody for risk of you know setting off a global pandemic again this was in a more innocent time yeah where you could just yeah. put you pounded some day quill and went about your day i'm not saying that was better i'm just saying that's what it was like <laughs> um and james and i were deliriously sick in like a you ever stayed in one of those um like hilton suites by the airport where it's not, it's like it's less like a hotel and more like a weird apartment. You have like a kitchenette and stuff. I didn't hear any of that because of the persistent internet issues we've been having while trying to record this podcast. Um, mm-hmm. What, what mm-hmm. can I, I? I, I heard. Have you ever been so sick that you and then a bunch of dial-up modem noises? Um, oh goody! So I yeah. said, have you ever been to one of those um, Hilton like suites by the airport? You know where it's not like a hotel. These you got like a weird little apartment. Yeah, yeah, these are the places where happiness goes to die for for sure. Yeah, like they it, it they are they are interchangeable. Every single one across yes, the entire United exactly States is exactly the same. Yes, I believe we were both staying one that time we were in Anaheim together. You and I, um, across no, my place is actually, your my place is actually decent in Anaheim. This is not interesting for anyone. Anyway, we were staying one of these, Anaheim, but yeah, go on. And yep, we were yep. we were desperately sick, deliriously sick. Like I remember the two of yep. us sitting on a couch watching like. I want to say it was two of a kind, the old Mary Kate Nashley, Bob Saget sitcom. Just like, what are okay. we doing here, man? What are we? And, yeah, yeah. and we ordered Popeyes chicken because it was yeah. the only thing that could, that was like that was deliverable and palatable. And I remember it took a comically large, long time for Uber Eats to arrive, yeah. and it was stone cold. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah. Now this well, is not yeah. Pop. I, I acknowledge this is not Popeyes' fault. 
No, but it no. soured me on Popeyes, and every other time I've had Popeyes, it has not done enough to overcome that first oh, overwhelming so they, experience. And, and, and this, my friends, is the important importance of first impressions. Exactly. Yeah, because Popeyes is playing from behind. It's playing. We're playing with a deficit when it comes to the Dennis Trenjak experience. Exactly nice. correct. So uh, it is not. It is not eclipsed even like KFC for me. That's bizarre because kfc is such mid-tier fast food, i know whereas popeyes is so good i ate so much popeyes when i was over there when i met up with like you know marshall maria and, and mm-hmm. Corey, ailey marnie cedric all the rest of the paul all the rest of the coverage team in vegas right um we were like oh, on the, on the first day we got there, like oh, i was gonna get some lunch right and i was like is there a popeyes nearby and they were laughing and but then marshall was actually like oh i'm actually in for popeyes let's go get popeyes so we went to a um a nearby mall and got popeyes and then i was like uh, you know this is like the fifth time i've had popeyes in just over a week and they're all laughing like haha riley you jokester again telling his jokes i'm like that's not actually i it's it's actually true this is, like is that the not, fifth time is that not just running through you it's not destroying your insides Look, it's it's Dennis. It goes down real smooth, and then at uh, the other end, and very neatly, we're back to toilet talk because one of the things that I love about the United States is eating Popeyes. Well, one it's just food selection like, across the board, right? Most cities in the United States, yeah. you can get whatever the hell you want at three in the morning. Yes, yeah, that's it, the, the they eat like they've got free healthcare, and that's yeah. a wonderful thing about the United States. What isn't wonderful is the experience, the you know, one of the natural uh, consequences of eating, which is going to the toilet, because there are so many things about United States toilets that I just don't understand, right? Okay. So, first of all, they're massive big bowls of water, right? Like, yep, the water the- level in U.S. toilets is so high, right? I agree. I don't understand what that's for or why that's like And that. I don't, look, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, Dennis. I'm not trying to give myself, you know, big pats on the back or anything else like that. But I have been, I've had experiences in the United States where... <clears throat> Yeah. When I go to the yeah. toilet, there's exactly one part of my body or two parts of my body that I want to get wet, and that is my two hands when I wash them after I've finished, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, no yeah. other part of my body that I want wet, and there's certainly not any part of my body that I want dipped in toilet water. You don't want you don't want Poseidon's sweet kiss. No, no I don't want the kiss of Poseidon. No, I do not, right? And this is yeah, so don't enjoy that. Um but what is even worse? And it just seems like people in the United States just have taken this, like it's just accepted as part of life over there, is that there are like Two to three centimeter gaps on the uh, on, on the si- on the side of toilet doors. I believe that is for a sad reason. I think it's I think it's because people assume that anyone who is in a toilet is not you know punching a growler. They, it's because they think they're like shooting up. I think that's correct. Yes. Yeah, but now, then we don't need them. Like we don't need those. That that's not like. I, 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 th- that's not happening enough to warrant every time I sit down to try to to try to drop a deuce that any every Tom Dick and Harry walking past get I can make eye contact with them. That's not something I'm interested in doing. It's it's also one of the things where it is the it is uh, it is to it is to drug addiction as removing park benches is to homelessness. It's not yeah. the right. You're approaching it from the wrong angle. <laughs> exactly. You're treating a symptom that isn't even really there. And they're um, everywhere. We have, they're in we, we have some who's, weird- going to, who's going into who's going into the past security part of airports, right? To yeah. go and to go and do a drug. Well, that's an economy of scale thing. You're not going to manufacture a different size door for just past. Now, what I'm interested to know is employee only section of like government buildings. Yeah, like and does the Pentagon again- have those kind of toilets? 
<laughs> Do you know something interesting about the Pentagon? The Pentagon has twice as many toilets as is needed for the number of employees that work there. I was hoping you were going to say this, Ravi. Yeah. Why is that? I tried to, sh- I d- I tried to share this exact fun fact at dinner the other night with um, my, my wife and my in-laws. Uh, the reason, uh, let me get, I, I don't know which president it was, but I believe the reason is they, it was, it was on the cusp of like desegregating bathrooms and they built it with the intent to have segregated bathrooms. And the president at the time was like, no, we have double bathrooms now. Um, so rather than having separate, um, black and white bathrooms, they just have double the bathrooms. Is that yes, the correct anecdote? As- yes. The, the, it, the, the short answer is just segregation. Yes. Um, I tried to bring this up. Because they were talking about um, uh, how lots of restaurants here have neutral, gender-neutral bathrooms now. Um, mm-hmm. And again, now they just have twice as many gender-neutral bathrooms as they do you know, female bathrooms. And I said, oh, well, the Pentagon has twice as many bathrooms because it tried, they, you know, the, 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 the segregated bathrooms, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And they were like, um, oh, yeah, well, you know, I'm not saying we should um, only ever have segregated. She's like, oh, this one was like, I'm in favor of segregated bathrooms. And I was like, what? And she was like, oh, you, I was like, you mean gendered bathroom? I was like, yeah. that is a different take. Um, yes. That is a, yes. that is a still debatable, but certainly much more recently debatable take than yes. I am in favor yes. of just a second. I was like, my, yes. woo! It was a little bit of a jump scare. I'm not going to lie. You can, you can entertain a conversation <coughs> on one of the definitions of that word, but certainly not the other. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Well, her, yes. her, her, yeah. her contention was, um, I believe it was, she wanted, she was like, I, I think gender bathrooms is the way to go, but anyone should be allowed to enter. You know, no one should stop you from going into the one you feel like you should go into. Yeah. Which I think that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a very defensible stance. That's entirely reasonable. Exactly. Um, but I'll tell you something that isn't entirely reasonable, Dennis, is the, my, the minefield that is um, urinal etiquette. Because this is something that came up in the United States. Um, okay. So, interesting. So, so first of all, Urinals in the US, they have little dividers between them, right? Give you a bit of extra privacy, which baffles me because pick one, right? Are we going into yeah. the bathrooms? Are we going to the toilets to have a bit of privacy or are we going in there so we can all watch each other do wee-wees and poo-poos? Like what's che- happening, yeah. right? Is it, a, is it a cheeky peek or is it a dignified experience? You can you can pick one, but don't pick a half lane in both directions. I understand that is, and, that and, is a and, strange one. And if we're going to do one and not the other... I would prefer the stalls to be a lot more private than the urinals, to be honest, because, you know, you can just I keep agree. your eyes forward and mind your business while you're taking care of that one. But when you're sitting there, you're in a very vulnerable and exposed position to be in as a human. And I don't really enjoy the idea of... Because that's how you check, apparently. It's just by glancing to see if anyone's in there. It's like, no, check by looking at the lock on the door if it says engaged or occupied. Or even like, I don't mind the gap at the bottom, like where you can see people's feet. That's fine. That's yeah, that's issue. okay. But the I don't I don't need to be as I say I don't need to be making eye contact anyway. So at the urinal, right? Very very clear for those those people who don't use routinely use urinals or go into male bathrooms and toilets and, and, and make use of urinals. Generally speaking, when they're in, like you have the walls, right? The mm-hmm. ones that just are across the entire wall. Um, but then you also have individual porcelain units, right? Mm-hmm. And there's an unspoken and I think very clearly. Uh, established set of etiquette, right, that that goes into play when you're using these things, which is if there's an odd number of urinals, like let's say there's five, you pick one, three, or five, you never go to two or four if they're empty. I think you can can simplify this. You should endeavor to not stand next to someone and and not make it so that someone has to stand next to you if possible. That's the point, right? It's it's, it's very easy to go, okay, I won't stand next to that, that's fine. But the hard part is if you've got 
if you've got urinals in there that are empty, right? If you've got, if someone's at one, you don't go to four. You go to three yeah, or five. You, 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 don't, you don't put the next person needing to be in check, let's say. Yeah. You think about the future generations of, of, of men with full bladders that are coming in now, to- uh, I'll be honest. If I walk into a bathroom and there's five urinals, I'm not thinking about which I'm going to do. Are you so no? I see. I'm always thinking about it. I'm like, okay, I've got, no. I've got a very clear choice to make here. Two and four are absolutely off limits. Now, I no, I don't think so. No, um, you don't think you I, don't think about that. No, I don't. Um, I don't. I maybe maybe having to stand next to someone while I pee is not as I, I don't consider it a severe fail case. Okay. Um, yeah. And also, you have a buffer there, right? If they're all empty and you go to two, one person can still enter and not have to go yeah. next to anybody, but no, no further. Um, so it's unlikely that my peeing will take long enough for that to be an issue. You're in and out. I don't. You, you, so your, your, so speed is a factor for you. You go is like I'm actually not going to inconvenience. If it's empty now, by the time I'm finished, it's not going to have filled up. Is your, is your. Condition. I have, I have a slight pivot, Riley, which okay. is still very much in this camp, but just less American yeah. specific, obviously. Yeah. And it might sound like a crazy question, but it isn't, but for reasons I'll get into in a second. If you need to pee, do you go pee? Yes. Nikki doesn't. Oh, dude, you told me this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, yeah. Like, She's got this whole deal with, with when she goes. Yeah. She's like, oh, I'll go pee. I'll pee later. I'm like, but you need to pee now. Yeah. She's like, ah, I'll pee later. And she, her, like, list. like when we're watching, like if we go to see a movie, like let's go see, like, go see, say, see, you go see like a Marvel movie, or, like Oppenheimer, like some three hour thing, right? Mm-mm-mm. And halfway through, having drank your 600 milliliters or whatever comically large Diet Coke, you're like, I need to pee. Physics is yeah. dictated. Fluid dynamics is dictated that I need yeah. to go to the bathroom. Basic human biology is is, <coughs> is is giving me a directive and I am bound to follow it. Yeah. And and then something happens in the movie where you're like, okay, that was a big set piece. Feels like now's the time. And there's no good time, but this is the time. Yeah. I have never once seen Nikki go pee during the movie. Bladder of iron. No and she, but, but she, you're right. She takes pride in it. She'll be like, "I'm not going." Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't know if that's healthy. I know that it isn't. Um, as yeah, a matter of fact, yeah. I think it's a bad okay, thing. Good. Yeah, good. But, I think so too. Yeah. But she, she, she would call us. She would call the rest of us weak bladdered and even weaker willed. So I don't, I don't know, know about that. I'm not. I'm not saying that as a point of pride. This reminds. I've told you the story of my friend George. I've, t- I've told the George story before. The the nachos. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Very quickly, went out to dinner with some friends. Took a long time for our order to, to arrive. Uh, George, one of the guys who we were out with, uh, leant, leant over to the neighboring table when they got up and left uh, and picked up a half-eaten plate of nachos and started eating it. And then when we were like, dude, that's gross. He's like, no, I've done worse. And as I have always said since, that was not the defense he thought it was. Yeah, that is a further condemnation, not a, not yes, a defense. Not a, it doesn't get him out of it. Um <sighs> Another another bathroom thing emerged. And look, again, I, we're, we're sort of going after the United States here. I don't think this is limited to the United States. I've seen it happen here in Australia. The door, the door thing I've only ever seen in the States, I want to say. That's definitely right. a US thing. But the urinal etiquette, that etiquette, that's, that's anywhere. You know, that's, yeah. that's everywhere that there are urinals. And here's something interesting that I want to hit you with, Dennis. I saw so many men, so many men, mm-hmm. leave without washing their hands. Awful. Awful. I'm so glad you Especially said that. Especially in a public bathroom. Around, like if you turn around and you were like, um, "No, that's fine." What were they? No, it's okay. What? Like I just don't know how I would deal. I don't know how I would. De- I've touched your hands. I mean, you can. I think it's possible for a person using a urinal to urinate without contaminating their hands. Just about. 
how no what is it is it prehensile i don't think so i guess there's no way to put it back in after at the very least right yeah well because you've got to you've got to give a little shake to make sure you know you're not you know having drip you can do that with your hips if the need if needed be i suppose okay so we're now that's we're an extremely about- wild thing to gyrate like that in a public bathroom i won't lie so you're wearing tracksuit pants, right? Because you're not getting yep. your fly involved, right? You're wearing yep. tracksuit pants. You're pulling it over the waistband. You're pulling over the, waistband the over, the, over the fence, not through the gate. Yeah, just a full-on power move and just dropping your dro- dropping your dax all the way. You'd down have to drop. You'd have to drop. You'd have to drop the dax. I think so. Again, this is not public bathroom suitable. Um, and then you are shaking it from side to side or wiggling your hips around. There's going to be a lot of splashing and spraying from that. Yeah, I think I think I think it is conceivable to do in your own home. I'm not sure about that one, man. That seems okay. Well, all right. So if anyway. you if you see if you see a person standing at the urinal in the public bathroom, pants around their ankles like they're five years old, mm. I would say hygienic, genius. Even. Don't don't go and uh, certainly, definitely, and uh, no matter no matter what you're doing, you don't go and shake their hands afterwards. Well, if their pants around their ankles, maybe it's fine. That's what I'm saying. I shake that man's hand. <laughs> <laughs> That's no absurd. I can't believe how many how many men don't wash their hands. I, like, I mean, this is I something that is just so. They've done surveys uh, on when, this, and the numbers are bad for humanity. I believe. But but like, here's the thing. I feel dirt. Like if I have to go and wait, have a wee behind a tree for whatever reason. Right? Yeah, I hate that. My hands feel dirty. Like my hand, I feel like my hands are contaminated. I won't touch things until I can wash them. Like I've had to do that while out hiking, for instance, and I'll wait until I come across like a stream before I even touch like my phone to change a piece of like to change a track that I'm listening to or something. So I looked up a quick article here from CNN.com, which is presumably oh, also American skewed, right? Yeah, yeah. And one of them says, so most of it is that like most people don't actually wash their hands correctly, which is like for the recommended amount of time, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, I'm probably guilty of that for sure, yeah. Yeah, but some of, one of it says some 15% of men didn't wash their hands at all. And I don't know if that means using after using the bathroom or are you like slicing a raw chicken Ava. and just going yeah, yeah. about your day? Like- yeah, yeah, yeah. Like indignant doctors <sighs> when Ignaz Semmelweis came along and said you probably should probably wash your hands before you operate on patients. And they're like, how dare you? My, how dare you call me dirty? My hands are always clean. For, why are they clean? You know, when do you wash them, man? How are they clean? What makes them clean? Yeah, What's going disgusting. on? Is it, their degree I just, I, makes the clean. I, I just don't understand. I don't understand. I, it's... It's not like it's a much of an investment. You know, I'm not I'm not washing my hands to the to the elbows with soap, right? I'm not doing that, right? I'm not doing You're not scrub- you're not scrubbing in. I'm not scrubbing in. No, I'm just I'm just giving them a rinse and a wipe and that's it, right? But that's not it's not a lot of time. It's not a significant like proportion of my day. It doesn't take a lot of time out of my day doing that. I'm fine doing that whenever I go and have a wee. So, I have a I have a question for you. You know those um the taps that have like the little motion sensor, right? To, to turn yeah. on. Very common. Yeah. Not and it's also, haha, very common. Oh, it doesn't work. And then it suddenly does and you pull your yeah. hand away and then you're back and it's yeah, gone. Of course. Again, it's, it's always the way. They, 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 lo- they love to play with you, Dennis, don't they? They've got their little game and they love to play with you. So the office I work in here in, in Dublin has mm. those taps. Okay. And because it's the office I go to, I'm exposed to the same taps quite regularly. Not as if it's in a restaurant, even if you go to the same restaurant every month, you know, sure. I'm exposed yeah. to these taps quite often. And as far as I can tell, and I'm this is this is I've done this enough now that it is beyond anecdotal. I guess it's still anecdotal because it's only me that is talking about it. But the only way to activate the tap is to try a tap, have it not respond, 
try another tap, have that tap not respond, and then try the first tap again. And it works. Because it feels left out. It's like, oh, no, no, I did want you to wash your hands here. And it's like, oh, I don't, don't want to go to school, mum. And it's like, oh, fine, I'll go. Like, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. I'll, I'll, put, I'll put the water on. Yeah. You have, you have to make it jealous. I don't know what to tell you. And I can't. It has happened so remarkably often and consistently that it is not just like a, oh, I got unlucky and that is what it is type of thing. It is. And I don't know what mechanism is happening inside the tap to make this the only way to activate it. I can't, fa- I can't engineer that in my brain. So it's a, it's a fully replicatable bug. It's been sent back to QA. Yes, and, yes. And, and, There's and, a Jira ticket. Can, yeah, they can they can they can replicate it. So the is is the bathroom a thoroughfare? Maybe there's like a failsafe that you have to, you know, like if people are walking past constantly. Like, is it a major? No. Is it in a corridor? You know, and the people on their way to meetings. So like they trigger a tap, and then they walk past, past the next tap and trigger that one. So it's like okay, no, only if they the end. go no. back to the other one, it's pr- it proves intent that they actually want to use the tap. Yeah, you need you, you need you need two factor authentication to get to the water. That's no, what I'm saying. That. Is that a two FA situation? Oh, so so the bathroom isn't in the middle of a major thoroughfare for your for your um your business. You don't have people just walking along to get to a meeting along it. That's weird. That's strange. No, I know that is odd. The, yeah, it's not it's not built like the bathroom in like Harry Potter or something where they have all the it's things a, lined up in the middle of the entire building. It's a weird setup for sure. Um, okay, so have you brought have you raised this with your colleagues? Because I'd like to get to the bottom of this. I haven't. I suppose I could. There is like an anonymous like Slack channel where you can ask questions about like the the actual office building. So that might be the way to go and be like, "Hey, what's going on?" Yeah, because I'd I'd really I, I think getting to the bottom of this would be uh, like what again you're there regularly enough you're able to like replicate the the bug. Like I, yeah. we need to we need to discover more about this. We don't often do updates or like there's no there's not really a continuity for this podcast. But this is something I would like to hear more about, even if it's just like you talking to colleagues and them saying, "Yes, that has happened to me." If I'm in the office this week, I'll try to film it and we can post it on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash It's me being like, "See, oh, I'm the premium content, the premium content that they crave." Anyway, Dennis, that was another episode of uh, Toilet Talk, and you got through it really well. I think we skirted it. I think we, I think we stayed tasteful. And I, I'll, you know what? I admire your restraint in that regard. I just, it's just, it is, it is, it's baffling to me. It's baffling to me the, 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 the toilet culture of, and I don't want to come at the United States too hard enough because it's too hard because like, obviously there are these sorts of things all around the world, but it, it, it really, being in the US for that long really reminded me. It's like, it, it, it made me pine for the, uh, for the bathrooms of home, I'll tell you that much. Have you seen Have you seen those memes? And it's just because you know there are two parts of the world that share, uh, broadly speaking, share a, a dominant language in English and share a lot of the same media. But all those things that are like the European mind can't comprehend this, and the American mind yes. can't comprehend this yes. and stuff. Yes, yeah, yeah. And it's like you know the European mind can't comprehend this, and it's this like butterfly interchange with like 185 lanes or whatever yeah, yeah. in America, yeah. and the American mind can't comprehend this, and it's someone you know eating like. Or like going to it's just an ambulance. <laughs> it's like yeah. or like whatever. It's some it's some free healthcare thing. Yeah. Um I love those. It is a very, yeah. very I, I just like I love the idea that we can be so similar and yet so different in a few key ways, one of which being the giant gaps in the toilet yeah. doors. The American mind the American mind cannot comprehend not being able to see someone while they're dropping a dookie. Not like, being able to yeah. make direct eye contact eye with contact a passerby. While someone is wiping their bum. Anyway. Um, well, Dennis, thank you for getting through Toilet Talk with me. What have you got for us? Uh, I want to talk a little bit, Riley, about two things that are related based on something that happened to me last week. Um, one okay. of which is fever dreams. 
and the other which is the way things around you invade your psyche. So, as we talked about at great length, I was extremely sick last week. Well, Um, okay. Well, allegedly. Allegedly. This time last week, there was a night when I I crested to a crisp 38.5 fever, which is like 101.5 for the Americans among us. Yeah, so you, if, if you've been in the United sick. States, your brain would have been boiling. You're over 100 degrees. That's exactly correct. Um, Lucky you weren't coming, coming out my ears. Um, and while I've been sick, I've been playing a lot of Baldur's Gate 3. Mm-hmm. Because it's a game I've already beaten. It's a game I don't have to think about quite as much. And it's a great time sick. Much like a game like Civilization or City Sky or something. It's just a great way to pass time when you feel like death and want it to be tomorrow already. Right when you just don't when you don't want to be in the here and now, yeah, you're just like no. I'll do and you this want to be, in, be in, in, on the sword coast, yes, exactly. I'll be transported to Faerun away from this foul pestilence that have, I've fallen afoul of for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, but something happened to me, which is similar to something called, I believe, the, the Tetris effect, where because I've been playing a lot of Baldur's Gate, it's sort of seeped into my psyche a little. Yeah. Bit, right. Yep. And I was especially susceptible to this when I couldn't when I had a fever that night. And I remember because you're trying to roll constitution checks to break have to have the fever broken, and but you just yeah you didn't have a cleric well, to cast uh, to cast guidance to give you advantage. Exactly, uh, it was very similar to that. So when it's your turn, Baldur's sorry, Gate, Baldur's sorry, Gate's- sorry, hang on, doesn't give you advantage. Gives you plus one d four on a it doesn't on a it gives check. You plus a d four, yeah, it gives you d four. Just want to jump and in there before I, before I have to so. hand in my nerd card. Yep, go on, sorry. Um, so there's a thing that happens at Baldur's Gate when you're out of movement for the turn, you can't move anymore. You go to click somewhere and it says not enough movement or path blocked. It goes, uh-uh, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So I had a dream where I was holding a big hammer, I guess like a war hammer or something, right? Mm-hmm. And I needed to get across this like stone floor. And every time I tried to move, I just get the little uh-uh pop up. And this like Sisyphean, maybe more like a tantalus thing. I don't know. I just couldn't move. It's a very classic, like stuck in molasses kind of dream scenario, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. But, but with had, the skin of this video game that I've been playing. <laughs> you had video game mechanics invading you. Uh, yeah. All right. Okay. And I was just lying on my back, pumping sweat. Like, mm. huh, huh, I got to guess, huh, huh, for hours. I was so sick, Riley, that I woke Nikki up and I was like, hey, can you please go get me? And I think it was like an ibuprofen or something like a, an anti, something to help me break my fever. Right. Mm. And she was like, yeah, let me put this pillow under you so you can sit up a bit more in bed because I had a cough, you know, so you don't want to be lying all the way down. So she wanted to put an extra pillow under. And to, I sat up and then I, so I, I, was li- I was lying on my left side and I wanted to roll over to lie on my right side. And in my sick stupor, I had to do the whole animation, Roddy. I got out of the bed, stood up, rotate 180 <laughs> degrees and lay back down. And she was like, she was like, why did you do that? And I was like, I had to do it to turn around. Yeah, and she's like, no you know way. you didn't have to do that. And I was and I was like, I don't, at the time, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Simply, how else could I turn around? It doesn't make there's, any sense. There's, there's simply what no, other way what, can what I possibly do? Roll over in bed? Come on. <laughs> don't be try ridiculous. To keep, try to keep this in the, in, the, in the realm of reality, please, Nikki. Yeah. Um, I had a... I had so a, can you think... Try- well, mine wasn't a, a full-on fever dream, but I had a... Um, so I've, I've played a lot of Vampire Survivors, right? Um, have mm-hmm, you played this game? Mm-hmm. No, but I'm aware of it. It's very, very good. It's a really good game. But the way that you progress through the game is you you collect um expe- you, you collect gems off the ground that like give you experience and then that levels you up and whatever. But yeah, the at the beginning of the game, uh, you know, only a few gems drop and they're worth a lot more experience than they are at the end. Get towards the end of the game, 
by which stage you're killing like hundreds if not thousands of enemies and like hundreds if not thousands of experience gems are dropping on the ground. Um, anyone who's played Vampire Survivors will know it's a very full-on sensory experience, especially sort of, you know, once you get above minute 25. A uh, lot of flashing lights, a lot of numbers, uh, and a lot of experience gems. And I was playing it on the plane. I played it for a couple of hours and then tried Ooh. to have a sleep on the plane. And all I could see, right, it was like, it, honestly, it was like a screensaver. I shut my eyes and all I could see on the inside of my yeah. eyelids were just experience gems all over the place. Just like it's dotting, burned into your retinas, yeah. That's dotting in my retina, too. yeah, exactly. It was bizarre. It's like um, when you leave a TV on a specific image too long and you turn it off and there's a shadow of it and you're like, oh, uh-oh, I've damaged some crystals here. We uh, we had that on the TV. So, oh man. So me and me and my ex, we used to live together um, in a in a little share house and we uh, we we needed a TV. So we went to um, we went to this like TV. Or was it like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe this place. I guess it was like a TV repair shop, right? Um. And we went in because okay. like, it looked like they were selling TVs in the window. And there was an old LCD. Remember the old LCD TVs? Just before before like plasma TVs um, really. What are you? What, what is it now? No, LEDs are big now, right? Uh, Q, QLEDs. Yeah, and LEDs, OLED yeah. and QLEDs. Yeah. So, but this was like a, this was a, um, what did I say it was? LCD. It was LC, LCD, was, right? Yeah, an, a little crystal what? display. One of the ones that are just like blazing hot. They're so hot when you turn them yeah, on. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Right, so um, it was it was like in, it was really weird, like very dusty, semi-abandoned shop that didn't seem to get a lot of custom. But they did have these TVs on display in the window as though as though they were for sale. So we went in and we asked how much this one was, and the guy didn't really seem to know. So he's he's, he's working on something in the workshop. He comes out, and he's like, oh, "I'm like, oh, is this TV for sale?" He goes, "How much did he go?" He goes, 500? I love that. I love the like owner operated. Eh, I could let it go for five hundred. Oh five. no, that's so good. No, you're half right. Definitely operator. Certainly not owner. Oh, okay. Mm. Because we were in the process. Because it was a really difficult street to park on. It was like a main road. So we were like, all right, go and get the car. Right. I said, Max, go and get the car. Bring it around. Like just park. Not park, but like pull up at the front. I'll carry it out and put it in the boot, and then we can drive off. Right. Anyway, as I'm there waiting. Right. The owner comes in, not the guy who works there. The owner comes in. He's like, "Oh, you bought the you bought the Samsung. Very good. No worries. Okay, excellent. Yeah." And then he says to the guy, "He's like, oh, how much? How much did you uh, did you sell it for?" And he goes, "Uh, five hundred. And the boss looks at me and goes, "It's a pretty good price." Ooh, you love to hear that. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh well, all sales final. Sorry, sorry, mate. I got the receipt here. That's it." But yeah, I don't know what the price. Like, just put, just at that point, put just put the price. Like, put a price tag on. That's pretty well established retail. Um, yeah, it would not. It would not be a revolutionary idea to yeah, write, have a piece of paper that said eight ninety nine on it. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I don't know if you want. I, like, it was it was cheap. Anyway, we get it home. We plug it in just to make sure it worked because we didn't do that before we bought it, which was. Uh, certainly a choice of ours. Anyway, we got it. We got it. Plug it in, and in the top right-hand corner, there was the word "press" and then a little circle. Because oh, probably press press the green like button or something. The red button or the green button or whatever there, like that. And so we just had a watermark burn into this TV. I've still got it. The TV still works. It's still hotter than the surface of the sun, and it still has a little press, um, whatever thing up in the top right-hand corner. So that doesn't happen anymore. No, I, I mean it's one of those things that like you don't think about being a trapping of technology that doesn't exist anymore like computers used to be eggshell white and then decay into a horrible yellow over time yeah and that was just the way they were 
And you know? a monitor used to take up like most, like it used to take up a, a huge chunk of your desk. Um, depth wise, yeah. Depth wise, exactly. You had to sacrifice a lot of real estate to the uh, uh, to the depth of a CRT monitor. Yeah. Um, I also did something last week, Riley, that I would like to talk to you about. That I know I'm taking up two topic sections now at this stage, but that's I just remember the, the the fever dream didn't. We we only got about ten minutes out of the fever dream stuff, so that's okay. We can we can pivot. We can move on. This last weekend, Riley, I watched a rugby match. Oh, because oh, of the um, the Rugby World Cup is on. Ireland are in the Rugby World Cup and performing very well. They are through yeah, to the quarterfinals I, I, now. I read no less, Dennis, than a headline informing me that Australia had been knocked out because of Ireland's success. So thanks very much Yes, for that. that's true. That's true. I should have gloated about this more for the sport that you and I both deeply care about. Well, this uh, was like when I I messaged you uh, when oh I yeah I remember this yeah so I where was I was I think it was in Europe I can't remember anyway um Australia beat Ireland in yeah yeah that's right I was at Megan's grandpa's place and she just had he just had the 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 um the game on right in the women's mm-hmm. in the women's soccer World Cup I messaged you being like um Australia just beat Ireland in in the soccer and trying to kind of gloat and then you were like mm, I don't really care about that and I know that you don't really care about that and I was like. Why are we doing the stance? Yeah. It's it's true. Neither of us really care about this. But then I did start caring deeply, right, about um, Australian soccer when we just couldn't stop winning, right? Made mm. it all the way to the semifinals. It was huge. That was a I I was a big fan of that. But now obviously it's over. I don't. I just go back to not caring about soccer anymore. That's very much my approach to, approach to sport in general. If a team that I go for does well, I start getting around them. And then when they lose or the season ends, I'm just like, oh, well, that was fun. That's kind of where I'm at now. But I would have been. Insuffer- as a teenager i was insufferable oh did this team score a big point in the sports ball did they oh, yeah so you were you were full on like right down the yeah right down trying to mock the the jocks who uh, were, were going yeah. and scoring all the all the flying because i play i played basketball in school as well i don't know it was a very it was very strange anyway but i didn't watch but anyway as i get older you know we mm. had a couple people we were out for dinner and then um oh, she was like oh i'd love to watch the match i like rugby do you want to watch it somewhere in a pub in town? And I was like, I, I was like, I really don't want to do that. That mm. sounds awful. Um, mostly because of trying to get home after it would be an absolute nightmare. Mm. And I was like, why don't we go back to ours? We can have a couple of beers and we can mm. just watch the rugby match. And oh, we did. That sounds so and much it, better because, like, and it was first nice. Of all, first of all, no crowds, no trying mm-hmm. to get home afterwards because you are. It's like, oh, it's time for me to go home. Ah, here I am. And uh, and also, you're not paying like ten thousand dollars a beer or whatever. I don't know how much a beer is, but exactly. I imagine it's more expensive at a, especially at a, in a in a in a downtown inner city Dublin pub than it would be at home out of. How fridge. much? How much? How much do you think a pint is uh, is here? As a person who doesn't drink, okay. Um, you can so, get to be an AUD in town. Oh man! All right. So here is my frame of reference for how much a pint of beer costs, because this yeah. was very funny when it happened. Many years ago, there was a post that got shared. I can't remember who showed it to me, but it was on Facebook and it was a pub, uh, a rather notorious pub in Melbourne called the Carlton Club. And the Carlton Club um, sort of tried to try to brand itself as one of those very, it's a very fancy pub. It's, it's, it's you know, it's a, it's a pub for the, for the, the person of great taste and refinement. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have discerning taste, you go to the Carlton Club. And they were like, come down to the Carlton Club this weekend for $10 pints of Melbourne Bitter, right? And the top comment, the top reply to it was, I would rather pay someone $10 to suck my dad's dick than drink a pint of Melbourne Bitter at the Carlton Club. So I do know that a fancy pub 
five to eight years ago was selling pints of Melbourne Bitter, which I think is a pretty low tier beer for $10. And that was like a price that was low enough that they were advertising it. So we've got high tier pub, mid to low tier beer on special essentially for $10. Okay, never mind then, because I was going to, I was hoping you'd be aghast the fact that a pub in Dublin Hair would generally charge you in the range of 10 Australian dollars for a pint. But apparently but you guys are way on the curve. That seems low. It's because not low. That's expensive, dude. That's expensive because ten years yeah. not ten years ago, five to eight years ago, that was a cheap price at but at an expensive pub. I don't is this know. In Mel- is this in Melbourne? It was in Melbourne. Carlton Clubs right in the middle of Melbourne, yeah. I'm um, gonna look at Carlton Club's menu very quickly. Yeah, let's have a look at that. Pub. And I'm gonna go to the cool the Coolum Beach Hotel, right? Which is a uh Coolum Beach Hotel menu. They're not going to have a. It's not going to have a pro, the price of a beer on the menu though, is it? This this has it here. So and they have three prices here, Riley. Okay. Um, but no listing of what the sizes are. So I assume it's. I assume this is a half pint, a pint, and a pitcher. Uh, we have. Well, it depends which state you're in. So that's this, that's that. What's that, Victoria? If you're looking to. So they've got pots, schooners, and pints. I believe. I think. The schooner seems to be the smallest kind. Oh, I don't know, because a schooner in one state is a different size to a schooner in a different state. It's very dumb. I'm assuming the middle one is the pint, and it looks like here a... The middle one's never going to be the pint. Oh, because the big one's the jug. Yes, no, true. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah. a furfy lager? Furfy lager, yeah, okay. I think that's a fancier one, I think, but again, I'm not... It is I'm the cheapest one here. Okay, how much is that? It is $13. Okay. okay. You can get a can of Victoria Bitter. Or sorry, you can yeah. get a can of Melbourne Bitter for $10. A can? That's a can. A can? That's like 375 yeah. mils. Yeah, no, beer cans here are pints, to be fair. But in Australia, yeah, they're the American sizes. Okay. I, I'm so far out of my depth with this. I'm trying to find just like mm-hmm. how much a pint is at like a, a local pub. I don't... I've, I've typed in the one local pub that I know. <laughs> I don't know any others. Oh wait, there's the Yumundi Hotel. I went, I went there one time. Uh, That's a hotel, though. Yeah, but no, it's a it's a pub. Um, they, yeah, the Imperial Hotel in Yumundi. All right, here we go. It's it's a pub. I don't think you can stay. I don't think they have rooms. Um, oh no, this is terrible, Rory. Dude, I'm so far. Like this is I like love this. this is some this is some Arrested Development. How much could it possibly cost, Michael? Because I just yeah, I'm yeah, 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 yeah. so out of touch when it comes to the price of alcohol. I just don't know. It turns out you can book rooms at the Imondi Hotel, the, the Imperial Hotel. Of course you could. It's a hotel. No, but they, do you not have pubs that are called the Blah 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 Hotel? So and so in, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, you can't exactly, book rooms yeah. at the yeah. Okay, this just doesn't have the menu. There's no, there's no way to tell what you can get at the Imperial. What hotel I wanted Imondi. to tell you, Riley, when we started talking about rugby and landed on pints. Yeah, sorry. Go. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Uh, comedian Jack Whitehall was performing in Dublin that night on Saturday night. Okay. And it was on at the same time as the match. Um, and he was like, man, he posted about it after the fact. And like, I thought I was killing it because I tell a joke and like half the audience would just like raucously scream in enjoyment. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, very receptive. And he realized halfway through that people were just watching the match on their phones. And he was, it just, it just happened to tie in. When Ireland, whatever Ireland like, scored a try, people would explode. And he'd be like, wow, yeah. okay. Oof, they right. really, they really enjoyed the first half of that joke. And I saw a Twitter po- a post of someone where 
for the back half of the gig, he just put the match on the big screens in the three arena. So I might as well. May as well. But he's definitely not allowed to do that. That's definitely a wild violation of some kind of licensing law, right? No, it was just, it was under fair use. He would only show 15 seconds at a time. You know, they'd turn it off and then another 15 he, seconds. No, he, he, his commentary on it was transformative, he, I'm sure. He yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Re- yeah it, was, it was a transformative piece of work because he was, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> it, it's but, experimental art, Dennis. You wouldn't get it. But there's no way that you can screen it for 11,000 people or whatever. Like, I imagine that Muse had done that when I went there a couple of weeks ago. Sorry, yeah, guys. Instead of, play, instead of playing Hysteria, we're going to watch the rugby. Oh, no, no, it's fine. We'll play Hysteria. But on the on the big, on the hooded guy behind us, right? Like We'll be the, projecting the his, match. We'll be projecting the match. Go, go, go Greens. Anyway, so, um, so they've, how, are Ireland winning? Are they in the final? What's happening? They're in the quarterfinal now. Oh, still they're, they're, miles to go. Don't get too excited. They're to play some rink-a-dink team, tiny country. I don't know why anyone thinks they're being good at rugby. They're playing New Zealand, Riley. It's going to be have, like no you're problem. You're going to get smoked. You are, yeah, you are, I know. You are going I know, to dude. Get I know. Smoke, dude. New Zealand They've are beaten, not good they, at they much, beaten, but rugby. Oh boy. They have beaten the New Zealand All Blacks twice ever. I think. Yeah, I don't uh, think once like, recently. Ha- like the the All Blacks. I don't think the All Blacks. For those of you who don't know, is the name of the New Zealand uh, national. Um, Men's rugby team. They also mostly, which is mostly comprised of Maori giants, as I recall. Uh, Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's certainly like Maoris are very well represented on that team. Um, They. (laughs) I just checked to see if they've changed the name. I believe they have. Oh no, no, they have not. No, no, no. The all. No, no. I'm not talking about the All Blacks. That's fine. Whatever. There is the Australia, the New Zealand men's national soccer team, and they are called the All Whites, mm, which is good. certainly a choice. Certainly a choice. Yeah. Um, I want to clarify: New Zealand, very small country. You know, more yeah. sheep than people, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. New yeah. Zealand is so good at rugby, and they're so ubiquitously and famously good at rugby that one of the top players on Ireland's rugby team is Bundiaki. Who is just a New Zealand yes. Maori man? This is classic. This is what happens like with Australia with cricket as well. Like all of the, um, the all, all the Australians who couldn't make it playing for Australia will go and play for like yeah other like South Africa, other countries, smaller countries, yeah. particularly uh, like like Canada, Ireland. Scotland, all the real minnows of, of international cricket are just Australians who live over in those countries. So, like, he has the wonderful Wikipedia article of born in Auckland, uh, school in Manurewa High School, which I assume is somewhere in Auckland. It is, yeah. And then University Athlone Institute of Technology, which is just yep. a random small tech college in yeah. Ireland. But, hey, got him across the line. Irish rugby was <laughs> just like, yeah, we'll take you. No worries at all. Yeah, just to give you a, 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 a bit of perspective on how good the New Zealand, um, the, how good the, the, the All Blacks are, right? So, going to the Wikipedia page, I wanted to see how many World Cups they've won. Only three. They didn't win the last one, which mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm surprised by. Actually, did they win the they, they won the last two? No, no, the current one is on at the moment. They didn't win the last one, yeah. but they if they yeah. So that one who won the last one, they must have beat New Zealand. That's France, amazing. France, I think maybe. But so they've got um, New Zealand's biggest win, which was. 145 to 17 against Japan, right? So Japanese certainly mm. got their teeth kicked in by the Kiwis there. Their biggest defeat, right? This is the biggest defeat. So just to give you a sense of like when we're talking about biggest wins, like they beat Japan by over 100 points, which is ridiculous. Like I would say the average score in a game of rugby is around 20-something points each, right? 
Uh, for reference, points. for the Americans, a hundred uh, a try is five points. A conversion yeah. is an extra two, so a hundred points is somewhere in the range of twenty touchdown equivalents. Yes, right. The biggest defeat that New Zealand has ever suffered, ever, right, was I believe in this World Cup when they lost to South Africa, thirty-five to seven. That's the biggest loss this team has That's ever had. That's the worst had. loss they've ever had, yeah. That's the biggest... Like, like, this Yeah, this is not a team that loses very much at all. It's it's ridiculous how good New Zealand is at rugby. But then again, they've got nothing other. What else are they going to do over there? Watch the boil... Watch the mud boil? I think we're going... I think... Uh, dude, we'll see. We can report back next week because we'll have recorded after they play. But New Zealand are currently ranked fourth in the world. What? Uh, yeah. Really? Men's World Rugby Rankings as of 9th of October 2023. Yeah. You're joking. I yeah, what behind Ar- Ireland number one, France, South Africa, New Zealand. Ireland's on an absolute heater. You're kidding. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really count. You've got Kiwis playing in your team anyway, so, you know. they one at least, yeah. Well, <laughs> you got to lose one. Where's Australia? Oh, don't tell me, actually. We're going to be like eighth or something. Ninth. Oh, even worse. Oh, dude, ninth, what happened to us? Ninth so of good. 20. Oh, that's, that's embarrassing. That's bad, Yeah, dude. you're sandwiched between Argentina and Fiji. Oh, man. All right. Well, so I, I mean, look, we'll, we'll hap- I'm happy to continue our rugby podcast next week. But it was a fun watch because I, I was like, right, I was so inexperienced with rugby. I watched a couple of football matches. I watched a couple of basketball matches. Whatever. Hmm. I was like googling the rules, being like, I know nothing about rugby. Genuinely, how does this work? Yeah, it's a very um, com- rugby union is a very complicated game. There's lots of very strange rules, and they all they do very str- like they do that little dance whenever the ball goes out of the uh, out of like it goes over the. Uh, over the boundary, then like man, the the guys do a little bit of ballet. They lift each other up and try yeah. to catch it. And it did it. turn. It did turn into an ice hockey game for a little bit, where two guys just got in a punch up. Yeah, yeah. Very rare, apparently. Um, also, another time, uh, the ball just hit the referee in the chest, and you know, obviously, completely destroyed the play. Yeah, uh, like like literally, because you can only pass backwards in rugby. Yep. So he went to pat the, uh, the Irish player went to pat and just hit the referee in the chest. The referee was like, "Ooh, my bad." <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, would have been even funny if he grabbed it and he kept running. <laughs> he did in the replay. He did go to catch like instinctively, and then he stops. Yeah, of course. Like, wait, and he's like, oh, wait, I'm the referee. I'm the referee. I yeah, need to yeah. remember. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not playing in uh, another person. But yeah, one guy. It was weird. It was a very weird bit of drama where, um, because it was all um played almost in reverse because they showed like this um Scottish player shoving an Irish player over the like hoarding at the side of the of the pitch. Like onto the gravel, like over the ads, you know? And it was like, whoa, very intense. What happened? And they show immediately before that, and they showed Johnny Saxon, the Irish player, shoving one of the Scottish players. And people were like, oh, no, hang on, that's not okay. Where did this come from? And then another couple of seconds away, and they show immediately prior to that where that it's Scottish like player Nolan had like. Film. It was, like, this is like Memento, it was literally, yeah. it was like watching Memento, yeah, yeah where yeah. he had sprinted at him and tr- like deliberately tripped him in an attempt to injure him. And people were like, oh, it's like a real emotional roller coaster, this. But the most, the most like egregious of the violence was perpetrated by two guys totally unrelated to the original incident who had both sprinted over from 20 meters away to just fight each other. Yeah. Yeah, that'll happen. I don't know. I played rugby a little bit when I was a kid and there, there were fights. There were a lot of fights. Oh yeah, I'm sure there were. Sixteen and seventeen year olds just beating, beating the the snot out of each other. It's an extremely, it's an extremely brutal sport, especially at that level. Like you know, there's no padding. Not like it's not like American football. Although I think the padding probably makes it a little more dangerous, not less, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, because then you lead with your skull and hit harder. Yes, but um, it's just fifteen and like when when they're playing when the Irish team was playing defense, it was just a wall of meat. 
Yes. With Scottish guys just ramming into it over and over again. At one point for actual just 11 minutes on end. And I was like, this is bizarre. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 The, the, um, one of the training drills that forwards use when they're trying to, um, when they're like practicing scrums, there are these like special padded, uh, contraptions like metal yeah, bars. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you can just put one on a car. And, yeah, and you just shove it, yeah. And you just push the car, and then the car can use its engine to like push against you, and you can like figure out what your I can't what's like pack strength. Like it's called a I can't remember the scrum weight or something like that. You can determine what like how many hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of, of RPM, kilograms, yeah. you can push right with your yeah. No, it's a it's a very very full on game, and I'm looking forward, Dennis, to our. Uh, our part two episode next week where you come back and tell us not just about the uh, the success of the of the well the almost certain defeat of the Irish national team yeah. against the uh, the All Blacks but also a bit more toilet talk Dennis as you tell us about the bathroom uh, situation the, the the automated I'll report back taps. in the office yeah 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 let us know that'll be good Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Have a Listen to This. We do hope you've enjoyed the episode. And hey, if you haven't, doesn't matter. The, the download numbers show up all the same. So whatever, suckers. But if you did enjoy this show, please tell your friends about it. And uh, look, tell people that aren't your friends. Tell acquaintances and even your enemies. Again, the downloads show up all the same. Uh, and if you want to support the show, if you really like the show this much, you can uh, support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash have a listen to this. You get access to uh, behind the scenes stuff, early, early access to episodes, all sorts of things. Uh, we are definitely in this for the money, not for the love of the game or anything like that. So head over to Patreon and uh, help us get them rookie numbers up. 